0: October 1st, 2022. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Listen to the creatures of the night as they sing. I am Dracula. <laughs> Welcome to October 1st. Zeus, Zeus film yeah. podcast. Hello Clarence. You will you let, let me know when you know listen know to this, this podcast. podcast. across oceans of time just to do this podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That, of course, was the parody of Dracula done so brilliantly on In Living Color 30 years ago by Jim Carrey and Academy Award winner Jimmy Foxx. Isn't that wild that many of the people from In Living Color are these big movie stars? And... We can't say that about SNL. That's why partly in the 90s, as a teenager, I watched In Living Color. But the film that we're going to talk about is, this is not your grandparents' Dracula. This is very sexual. It is very, I mean, some of the some of the stuff that's in Dracula. And this is Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis. Fort Coppola. And I mean, (laughs) whenever they played on television, I remember growing up, they really had to edit the fuck out of this thing. But here we go. Here's a taste of it.
1: legendary,
2: their destinies linked,
0: an ageless myth meets an uncompromising master, Francis Ford Coppola an undying legend to life,
1: Dracula. (laughs) The frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula. There is a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. We can take on many forms. Both young
2: and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will.
1: Oh, my love.
2: The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him.
1: He is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. He is the devil's concubine. Love what you love. take me away from all
0: this death. Now 30 years ago, that film really, well, how can I put it? It was a different kind of Dracula. It wasn't the Dracula of the 1930s. It wasn't the Dracula starring the amazing Christopher Lee. This was a very erotic Dracula. Brought to life by Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman has said that. He wanted to play that role just from the just to say I've crossed oceans of time to find you. It's true. Um, and then uh, there was Nosfer- Nosferatu, which came out in the nineteen twenties, directed by F. W. Murnau. In fact, that film, The Widow of Bram Stoker, sued and won. And so Nosferatu existed in circulation as a bootleg. And it has and it has stood the test of time. But this Dracula, oh my goodness, released on November thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. This isn't the bodyguard. <laughs> it did very well. Now that cast, I mean you've got you've got Gary Oldman as Count Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. Winona Ryder is Meener Harker, Harker, and Elizabeth, Anthony Hopkins is Professor Abraham Van Helsink, the priest and principal narrator. Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves is Jonathan Harker, Robert Richard E. Grant is Dr. Jack Seward, Carrie Ells as Lord Arthur Holmwood, Billy Campbell as Quincy P. Morris, Sadie Frost as Lucy, Winsterna. Tom Waits is R.W. Reinfeld. Monica Bellucci is Dracula's Bride. M- uh, Michaela Bricka is Dracula's Bride. F- Florina Kendrick is Dracula's Bride. Jay Robinson is Mr. Hawkins. Oh my god, this film. This film is just uh, crazy. It's sexual. It's very sexual. <laughs> Um but what Francis Ford Coppola did was just crazy. And people enjoyed it for all manners of things. It won a best costume design, best sound effects, best makeup uh, Academy Awards. Uh this this is just this is just a, a crazy film and um, the legacy of it. The film had a considerable impact on popular culture and vampire representation in media. Costume design by Iko Irico created a new image for the Count and for the first time freed him from the Black Cape and Evening Wear the character had become associated with since Bela Lugosi's portrayal in 1931. The film has also a landmark in vampire horror as it is the only Dracula adaption to win Oscars. The film is seen as a game changer by many critics, which established a tone and style that redefined cinematic vampires. It created a host of new vampire film tropes, like retractable fangs, vampires turning into literal Batman, and a steampunk aesthetic. Bram Stoker's Dracula, it, it partisans contend, insignificant in the way that The Exorcist and The Shining were significant. Showing that a horror f- story can be worthy of an A-list cast and production values, that is truly imaginative direct a filmmaker can take a story as honorary as Dracula and give it a new luster. The new Mel Brooks comedy, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Nez- starring Leslie Nielsen, is a direct parody of the movie, with the Count's costume and scenes from the Dracula being intent. Uh, Fox's comedy series in Living Color, uh, December skit. Bram Stoker's Wanda spoops the film with Jim Carrey playing Dracula. It was amazing. My goodness. Yeah. Wasn't there a vampire in Brooklyn, too? Oh, The Simpsons did it, too. Um, this is just... It's a legendary film. And you've got this cast, I mean, who would go on to... You, Look at Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman was so well-known for inhabiting these characters and um, later would inhabit Winston Churchill and won an Oscar for it. But Gary Oldman probably is one of the most chameleon-like actors in cinema. He he really is transformative. I want it, I want Gary to talk in his own words.
1: Because of Francis, um, most of the work, nearly all the work I've done, has always been incoming. You know, an incoming call. It's not. I've not uh, pursued roles or a certain. What once was um, Hannibal, Ridley Scott, and I and I heard he had not cast that role and I made a, fo- and I, I m- made a f- phone call and uh, I think he offered it to me over the phone and then I called my manager and said I'm, I think Ridley's just offered me Hannibal um, it was the first time it's, it, ever but most of my career has just been things that were incoming so it was never on a bucket list it was never sort of like oh I've got to play Dracula <laughs> Was the fact that it was, um, uh, and I thought a, a, a lovely sort of take, a, a, a take on a very familiar character, um, bringing in the sort of Vlad element to it, the sort of Vlad the Impaler, and this wonderful love story. Um, but the fact that it was Francis Ford Coppola, who is, in my in my humble opinion, are, are arguably one of the greatest American directors who's ever, who's who's, who's, who's well, who's living. You know, um, I had been s- such an. Uh, an admirer of his work. So it was a real no brainer that one. I went to, uh, I went to Napa and auditioned and. Um, uh, yeah, got the, got, got, got the part. <laughs>
0: You know, the behind-the-scenes of Dracula is uh, very interesting because you see, I mean, uh, this th- these filmmakers are true professionals and the way they just do it. Um, yeah. I want to go to it. Here we go. Here's some of the footage. The, the summer wind, came blowing in from across the sea, I mean, it's just and, and...
1: all those feelings that you feel. You will be cursed, to, you will be cursed as I am, you will be cursed as I am to walk in the shadow. <laughs> I man! you will be cursed as I am to walk in the shadow of death for all eternity. of this for all eternity. I love you too much to continue and take me away
2: from all this death. His, his love and his uh, you know, verve really to live in love is so great and uh, you know, ultimately he sees that as you know, it's love, it's only love that brings the sweet thoughts and the pure thoughts, and and ultimately, love conquers death. Love, love conquers everything. And suddenly, these ideas come. I
1: said to my uh, next day, we started he whispered to. Me something of your Jonathan
2: He's
1: it's 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 it. In... And at night, we had dinner. It was some of the best days of my life.
2: I was, you know, with some of the greatest. Actor. people. I remember there was some dicey moments. There was, if you, you remember, there was a scene where the coachman is arriving there in Transylvania, and uh, Jonathan Harker is standing some distance away. And in the book, it describes the coachman, who was really Dracula dressed as a coachman, extending his arm. And then the arm just keeps going and going and going. And he picks up Jonathan Harker and he puts him back into the coach. And, you know, no one knew how to do that. I didn't know how to do it. And 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 the typical uh, movie guys, you know, say, well, we'll do some sort of optical later. And I really challenged the live action. Uh, Remember that? Who was the live actor? Michael Lentieri. He was Michael Lentieri, he was so talented. And what they did, think of how brilliant that. Finally, you know, where everything was a little stopped, and how are we gonna do this, and and should we just forget about it and do it later with CG, which is the problem with CG. And what this Michael Lentieri did is he put the coachman uh, at the foot of a Chapman crane. So as it stopped, he really wasn't sitting on the cab of the thing and Jonathan Harker was standing over there. The camera didn't see the crane, but as he reached his hand, the camera went with the hand, and of course, the guy was on the crane, so the whole crane was moving, and he grabbed him by the shoulder, and then there was a rig to throw him in, and it was basically shot, live action. There was no, it was just an illusion. And there were a number of things like that that were especially gratifying to think that, you know, we figured out a way to do it without an effect after the fact.
0: And that's Francis Ford Coppola, the amazing Francis Ford Coppola, who recreated Bram Stoker's Dracula for the modern era. I mean, we all love it, and that's Gary Oldman's rationale for playing Count Dracula was to say, I have crossed oceans of time to find although in the in living color version jim carrey says i have crossed oceans of time to be to find you hey what up you could have just called yep oh my god this film this the aesthetic aesthetics of dracula and then there also is nosferatu nosferatu which really redefined the story of dracula and you think of Uh, They had made, I think, a silent version of it, of Dracula. But Nosferatu really opened up a new thing within it. In fact, there is a film based off of the making of Nosferatu called Shadow of the Vampire, where Wilhelm... Is that how you say his name? Wilhelm Defoe plays Count Orlock, or the actor that is playing Nosferatu. And so, I mean, they're all interconnected. That, that is the beauty of these arts that we talk about. And yes, of course, it all derives from that novel written by that Irishman, Bram Stoker. And so this is the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast for the beginning of October. There are so many scary films that we could talk about. And then there are films that are not necessarily horror films. When I was a kid, the film that freaked me out was Jaws. Because what happens? A little kid gets eaten. And then the music and the, uh, the, the, just the whole thing of Steven Spielberg's Jaws. The fact that the animatronic shark Bruce wouldn't work. And so that's why you see very little of him until the middle of the film. Huh, it's the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. And like Dickens, we all wrestle with ghosts. We all try to call the dead, shall we say. And so at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I say this. Hello, Clarice. People say what in love anthrax island that was your idea yes that was good pity about Paul Catherine, though tick-tock tick-tock your anagrams are showing doctor lewis friend also known as full Fultip- of oh that's the problem with you clarice you need to have more fun in life you were off and you were 10 years old and what did you see lambs that's and they right. were screaming they were slaughtering the spring lambs. And they were screaming. And you feel that if you say, poor Catherine, you won't ever wake up in the dark again and hear the screaming of the lambs. Yes. Fuck the Chilton, I presume. Tell me his name, Doctor. Brave little Clarice. You will let me know when those lambs stop screaming now, won't you? Clarice! Your case file. Bye bye. You're going to catch him, aren't you? You know you look you know what you look like with your cheap handbag, your nice shoes? You look like a rube. And so that is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Unpleasant Dreams.